Blog Talk Radio. Yo, what's up, what's up, what's up? We back for a late night edition. Well, not that late, but, you know, we usually on the air around this time, but a later than usual edition of the Last Second Shot podcast. Yo, E, what's up? What's up? It's a late start, but, you know, we here, though. We here, though. Why you have us, why you have us delaying the... the the podcast, so you can talk to your seven three fours, man. Man, look, dude, stuff happens. I just do dumb ish sometimes. I mean, like, you know, <laughs> I know they ain't no good, mm. but you know, I still gotta mess with them though. <laughs> let, uh, let me chill before I get you some angry DMs. <laughs> hey, yo, those, these are jokes. These is jokes, people. Man, I heard you were actually on to 517. I don't even know no 517, Sam. Oh, you I don't? don't? I, nope. Are you sure? I don't know no Positive. Okay. Everybody... Remember this podcast. Remember this podcast where Eric declared that he didn't know any five point seven. <laughs> I'm not messing with you, man. I'm not messing with you. Man, we back for another episode. Uh just really happy to be here. Uh, let's just go ahead and hop into it. Since the last time we spoke to you, I've been to I've watched four different games, which is a lot, to be honest with you. You know, usually me and Eric combine, we see about three or, or four games in a week's time together. Um, but myself, I've been to four different games. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and start and, and talk about it. Um, first off, King versus Cass. And I know how last week 
there was a segment in the show where I talked. I was like, you know, they would never schedule King versus Cass that early. Finished the podcast, saw that King versus Cass was actually scheduled for the next day. Okay, so I go. Um, And that's not a lack of preparation on our part. Um, It's just really hard to find out the PSL uh, girls basketball schedule. Um, if anybody is, if anybody has like a printed out schedule or a digital copy, um, please holler at us on uh, on Twitter or email it to us um, so we can plan accordingly. But yeah, whatever. Aside from that, I went to the King versus Cast. Um, that game got out of hand. Uh, King King overwhelmed Cast, um, and then there was an unfortunate incident. Um, that that caused the game to end early in the fourth quarter. Um, you know, we'll, we'll talk we'll talk about my thoughts on sportsmanship and, and things of that nature later. Um, but you know, King playing without Alicia Norman. Um, listen, still looking like over the overwhelming best team um, in the city. Uh, they just you know they laid it on. Um, part of part of it was was them actually attempting to run up the score, um, but um, they they were too much for Cass. And Cass is, you know, still considered by some a, a top four, maybe five team in in the city. So, um, you know that that was uh, it wasn't a surprise that they won, uh, but but they asserted themselves well without. Um, the four-year uh, veteran in Alicia Norman, and um, you know um, Williams, she's stepping up for them. Their whole team is just playing really well. Uh, high motor. Everybody on the team has a really good motor. And so you know, moving on that same night um, after that happened, I, I shot um, to River Rouge um, to see Robichaud <clears throat> versus River Rouge, and we're going to talk about both of these teams later on when we previewed the Best of Michigan um, Classic that's going to be taking place this weekend. But River Rouge versus Robichaud. Now, Eric. What's up? I told you, I told you, you know, off air about how crazy River Rouge is about football, right? Definitely. They're definitely crazy about football. You know, it's, it's a big, it's, you know, if you live near the stadium, you you probably hate River Rouge football. It's fireworks every night when they score their touchdowns. Um, you know, uh, the marching band marches a mile to the stadium. Um, that's not an exaggeration. Um, and you know, it, it's a real spectacle. Now, basketball isn't quite like that, but it's still a hard place to go into and win. Robichaud went in there and they handled business. It was hard fought. Um, I think halftime, um, Robichaud was up by eight. Um, and, you know, a lot of people on paper um, will think that game would be a blowout. And like I said, um, even, you know, even the Robichaud, uh girls basketball page tweeted out, you know, that's just a, a solid sports school and a hard place to go in and get a win. I mean, I think I tweeted it, too. It's like, you know, to blow somebody out, to blow them out is it, hard. And even to beat them is hard because, you know, it's kind of hostile. 
even if they don't have a full gym, uh, which they, you know, it wasn't packed to capacity, but, you know, they had a nice little crowd. And Rubber Shaw, their fans traveled well, too. Um, but how about Kamaria McDaniel? She put on an absolute show. Uh, 28 points, and and these 28 points weren't empty. It's not like she just put up 28 points to, to put up 28 points. You know, Rubbershaw coming off of a loss to Fenton, uh, who's a good team in itself, um, everybody played with a purpose. But when Kamaria got, got the ball, even River Rouge fans just were in awe. It was like, ooh, what is she about to do? Ooh. And you don't you don't win over a River Rouge crowd like that unless you're doing some, you know, some special things. Um, and, and she she put in the 28 points that they absolutely needed uh, to get that 16-point win. Um, River Rouge is real scrappy. I'm going to talk about it more. Um, you know, it, they should be they should be fun to watch against Bay City John Glenn, who's coming down here, and obviously they're gonna they're gonna want to uh, have a say about winning. Um, you know, it's just it's just um, yeah, it is it's just really some fine tuning that they need to do. But kudos to Kamari McDaniel, another you know just a lot of highlight reels, Euro step. It, her, listen, it's not a lot of people who who can guard her one on one. So I'm just gonna make a PSA to some coaches out there. Double teamer. <laughs> your best if your if your best defender gives up 16 points, 16 18 points. Guess what? Double teamer. And if you uh, if you don't want to do it, that's fine. Nobody. I'm. I'm just a. You know. I'm just a, a guy from Finkel who has a podcast. <laughs> really, you gonna bring up the old neighborhood fam? <laughs> hey man. Hey man. I got a rep. I. Just, you know. Uh, what did Kaya say? I'm just a shy town. I'm a. I'm a shy town with a Nas flow. Okay. <laughs> that's that's me right now. You know, but <laughs> um, you know, God bless anybody who's gonna gonna continue to to try to check her one on one. Because if your best defender can't slow her down, I don't know why you expecting expecting to hold up for a quarter while you while you're trying to come back. Um, and I mean that I'm not just you know making that River Rouge specific, um, but I'm just saying in general, somebody. Yeah, you know, somebody got to do something. <laughs> but um, <laughs> something on. Praise something. Like you got to, you got to try something because you know, obviously, you know, stopping her is going to be hard enough. Um, which you know, through her high school career, I've only seen it done, done, uh, maybe two or three times. Um, so. You know it's gonna be hard, but you know you gotta try something different. You can't you can't keep trying the, the same old thing. But um, and then moving on, um, moving on. Last night I uh, I live streamed Midland Dow versus Mount Pleasant. Um, it's a great game. Um, great game for Midland Dow. Every everybody, you know, got their rock off for Midland Dow and. and 
you know, they're they're looking like, you know, maybe they can get past the Saginaw Heritage uh, hump. You know, it's a little early to, to, you know, start talking about that. Obviously, we have about three more months before we, you know, legitimately start talking. Or not really three, but about two months before we actually really start talking about that type of stuff. But, you know, um, they're looking poised to make a run. Um, They went in there. They handled business against Mount Pleasant. Um, great game for Ellie Taylor, great game for Maisie Taylor, great game for Kelly Wasco on the boards down low. Um, their whole team just really had it, you know, moving in. And Eric, you you've seen that that Midland Dow um machine before. Like when they get into the in, into that rhythm where it looks like this is just a well oiled machine. Yeah, I mean I always say the when they get like that, it reminds me of uh, the 2005-2006 uh, Phoenix Suns teams. You know, before I went in, good penetration by the guards, a lot of driving kick, a lot of pick and roll, and a lot of just throwing it down. Are you saying they don't play defense? I didn't say that. I, I didn't mean, say they don't play that's defense. all I really remember about that 05-06 Phoenix Suns team. Is that they I'm highlighting this. I'm com- the where the comparison is is on offense. Okay, I defense, just remember they couldn't play defense. They couldn't stop guard coach. better than. I think. Okay. Look, I think Coach Tyson is a better defensive coach than Mike <laughs> D'Antoni. I thank, really do. Thank you for clarifying that. I think he's a better coach than Mike D'Antoni. Hey, maybe he should have a Houston job. Damn. He should. Mike D'Antonio shouldn't have a job. Hey, PSA, NBA, get Coach Tyson the job with the Houston Rockets. And I'm not being funny either. Like I'm, if, if you know me, you know that I just really don't like Mike D'Antonio. Mike D'Antonio. No, he hates Mike D'Antonio's guts. Okay, I'm a mad Lakers fan. So what? <laughs> <laughs> but um, but no. But back to the topic at hand, though, like when, but that's the comparison I compare them to when Mill and Dow gets on that, gets on that roll, and when they get to, you know, get into that type of rhythm, and everybody is on a string together, and in, and in that rhythm, it really looks like the Phoenix Suns back in 0506 and you know, Molly and Maisie kind of they both split the mat, the Steve Nash role of penetrating and, and dishing and uh, shooting. And then Kaylee Wasco it plays the role of, uh, you know, Amari Stoudemire, you know, the, the one big that's in there with a, with a bunch of perimeter players. So, no, they, when they get like that, it's hard to stop them. And, you know, it's, I look it's, forward to we'll, we'll, we'll talk about them more in a little bit, you know, previewing it's, Saturday because yeah. they are playing on Saturday in, in the best of Michigan. But it, that, it's that a lot of buckets that – they have a lot of buckets to give out between, you know, all of their players. It's, you know, <laughs> if you're in the SBL, you just you just gotta, you know, pray. <laughs> if you don't have if you don't have if you don't have a team that can go bucket for bucket, you just gotta pray that it's an off night. <laughs> but um, <laughs> you know, so I watched that have? last night. <laughs> Shout out to the their uh their live broadcast um that they have through the MHSAA student broadcast program. 
So it's a really good program. It allows you know it allows us to watch some games that we wouldn't usually be able to see. Um, so when it when it comes time for us to talk about Class D schools in, in February, guess what? I'm not going to be lost this year. <laughs> I'm not going to be lost this year because because I I've been watching some Class D basketball that we'll talk about on some other shows, uh, but. Um, also, um, the final game that I watched last night, and I was really impressed by this game, to be honest with you. Um, when I decided to go, you know, it was kind of like a, it was kind of like a, uh, okay, let me, let me just check this out and see what it's talking about. But I, I got into the gym and it was a really good game. Oak Park versus River Rouge. Um, River Rouge in, ends up, you know, uh, running away with this game in the fourth. But let me tell you, Oak Park is so improved. Um, you know, when when I heard um, last year that that Pe- the Peggy Owens, let me put some respect on her name. Uh, let me put <laughs> some respect on her name. taking over that job um, for Oak Park. Um, I instantly knew some good things were going to happen because um, she's a she's a legend. Um, she's the best player to ever play at Country Day. Um, just a few years ago, um, the Oakland Press rated her as the best player to play in Oakland County in the last 50 years. Um, so, you know, She's played for Pat. You know, she she's done everything at every level. So, you know, I was pretty confident that she would turn it around. Um, and, you know, last year, Oak Park wasn't that great of a team. Um, you know, they, they took a lot of lumps. Um, but with most of that same team returning and the addition of a few freshmen, and, I mean, not, not the addition of a freshman in the sense where it's like, oh, yeah, they got some freshmen who got D1 offers. No, uh, you know, they got some freshmen who are talented. Um, it's not any super freshmen on the team. I, I think they're, you know, watching that same team from this time last year to this time this year, they're so much improved. And they went into River Rouge and battled. And like I said, with the first River Rouge game, it's not easy to win there. And, you know, last night was – that was a full gym. Um, you know, the River Rouge crowd really came out. Um, and, you know, not the best officiating. I'm just going to go ahead and throw it out there. Oak Park, Oak Park gave River Rouge for three quarters everything that they could handle. Um, River Rouge would go up. Oak Park would go on, on the run of their own. Um, River Rouge ends up putting it away. Um, because cause they got into a nice little 1-3-1 defense. You might have saw me talk about it on Twitter, and they, they just forced turnovers um, to end the third quarter and to go into the fourth. Um, but, man, <clears throat> if, if the Oak Park team keeps getting better at this rate, in about two years they're going to be a team to watch um, who will be ready to compete with, you know, just about – you know, just about anybody because, you know, the post, 
post player has the two post players that um, Evans has there. They have throwback post moves. Hakeem, you know, Hakeem shape. <laughs> you don't, you know, you don't see that a lot from post players in the state. You don't, you don't see, you know, good back to the basket um, moves like that. And then I, I just want to highlight uh, Christine Williams from Oak Park. If you haven't seen her, um, you know, just just give it a year or so. She's really, really good. I think she's a freshman. Um, I think she's a 2019 um, player. You know, the rosters really aren't updated for us these days. So, um, <laughs> you know, I'm going off of Chris I was asking around to find out. Um, but, but she did a lot of good, a lot of step back, contested shots. Um, she's like 5'9", five, 5'10". Five, and she did it all for Oak Park. Um, they just ran out of gas. And River Rouge, like I said, a really scrappy team who can pass the ball so well. Um, you know, if if you come there and you turn the ball over a lot, you're gonna lose. You're you're gonna lose because um, even though River Rouge has some polish um, that they need to add, um, you know, they they know what to do. Um, so that was my tour. That was my tour of basketball games. That 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 was a a lot. I mean, and, and you got some good stuff. Like you put the games that you know really aren't eye poppers on the schedule, but nice little hidden see, gems. Oh. That that's why we're here, though. We're the we're the voice of girls basketball. We're not just you know we're not just uh, the voice of ten ten elite teams. But, um, I didn't have, a, I didn't have a, a as much of a tour as Darren. I couldn't, you know, get out as much this you know this past week. But I did get a chance to go see Ann Arbor Huron versus Canton at Huron. Um, ended up it ended up being a, a, a overtime you know thriller quote unquote. Um, Canton ended up winning by three. In the first, I would say, two and a half quarters, it looked like Canton was probably going to run away with that game. Aaron Hull got off to a fat, well, I mean fast, I mean a fast start. Hitting jumper. I mean, all our, I think our first 12 points were all off jumpers. And she had, she opened up the first quarter with 10. She scored 10 of the first 13, I think. And... Once Huron came out in the second half and pressured the ball and made the game a faster game, because before they were playing to Canton's pace, Canton controlled the game the whole way, and it and it really looked like, okay, there's going to be a whole hum, 15-point win for Canton, and that's it. Well, Huron had other plans about mid-third quarter. They started pressuring the ball, playing faster, moving the ball a little bit more. The guards really found the gaps and penetrated and made things happen. And shout-out to Shameen Wynn-Beer. She played a heck of a game, had 19 points, and I think about 10 rebounds. 
the, the kid is much improved from last year. Last year she was probably just a, a athletic six one kid, but now she's a, she's about an inch taller, probably six two. Has a mid range game. Um, has a few post moves over the left shoulder and the right shoulder. She's really improved, and right now through Huron's first three games, she's probably been their best player. You know, and I know we talked about Cara Wilson, UIC commit, and Bradley commit, Emily Marsh, but they've gotten a good lift from Wimbeer. And when everything comes together, when Huron finally finds his rhythm, because, you know, it takes time to adjust to a new coach. But once they find their rhythm, they're, they're, they're going to be a team to look – they're going to be one of those sneaky, dangerous teams. But Canton – Executed, 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 executed. Like I, I sound like the, the. Remember the Russell Westbrook, quote unquote, interview. <laughs> there, yeah. we, yeah. we we executed. that. That's the that's that described Kent. We just executed, good execution, good execution. That's that's all it was. It really wasn't anything, um, really special. Not to take anything away from him. I mean, it just wasn't. Really, it was just simple discipline and you know they got key stops when they needed them they rebounded well and they spread the wealth you know as far as scoring I mean I think they had like three or four players in double figures so that's always a lift it wasn't just Aaron Holt just bombing away and you know you know she hit every you know just hit everything in sight now she kind of cooled off you know the adjustment by coach Clement put Wilson on hold and limit uh, her touches and kind of just, you know, really shadow her throughout the game was a good move. But everybody else stepped up for Canton. So it ended up being a good game, and they handed Huron their second loss. Huron's winning two. And, but I still think that once they get adjusted, once they find the rhythm, they'll be fine. But Canton right now, they look really decent. They, they Not many people talked about them, but – they're making a statement right now, and they and they're scheduling some games that probably won't see them schedule, you know, in the last few years. You know, playing in Huron, and I think they have depths on their schedule, so they're looking to, you know, make some noise this year. I, I'll tell you what, and you know, this is looking ahead, but if, if Kane goes in there and and they can give depth to a game, or you know, even if they can pull out that win, you know, watch out. You know, watch out Wayne Memorial because, um, you know, a lot of predictions um, has had Northville winning it, which, you know, um, competed last year. Uh, but, you know, for most pundits and, and insiders, a lot of people think Wayne Memorial is going to win the KLAA without a problem, which, you know, if I had to predict, you know, I probably would be on the same row. But, you know, Canton is – Canton – Telling you, if they're able to go toe to toe with Depsa, I'm not going to back off of my prediction just based off of one game. But you know, obviously that makes things a little bit more interesting. Yeah, it does. It makes it makes things look. It makes things interesting. I mean, you know, and I have one Memorial winning the KLA too. I mean, I bet you, you do. know, bias, <laughs> bias. Uh, here you go. You know, here you go. You know that's.
gonna have like eight, eight DMs and like thirty phone calls. I'm gonna have to turn my phone off after the show because of you. But anyway, um, nah. And but Canton is you know pro- probably Wayne Memorial's big, probably their biggest test. So, I mean, so far, you know, from what me and Darren have seen, that's debatable. I mean, probably the it's debatable, but you know, right now I'll probably I, say them. I, I mean, you know, just for all inclusive purposes, or you, know, or you know, to explain why I think it's debatable, is you know, if, if you listen to our earlier shows uh, when I was talking about the top ten teams um, in the state, you know, I, I mentioned that past success is, is a big factor for me. So, you know, Nerville was a game away from being, you know, may, maybe breaking their way into the Breslin. Um, of course, they ran into a buzzsaw. So, you know, until further notice, even though I didn't rank Norville in the top 10, they would probably make it a 25 if I wanted to go that far. Um, until further notice, quarterfinalists, you know, put some respect on their name as well. I'm not mistaken, um, co-KLAA champion Northville is going to be um, my uh, biggest competition in, in the KLAA. That's, and that's not – I mean, you can't go wrong either way. And so I, I'm not – You can't at all. You can't at all. I just wanted to explain and not make it no, seem like no. I was hating or anything. No, no, it was valid. No, it was valid. No, you know, hey, it was valid. Bias Clara in the building. Bias. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Oh, man. Yo, stop. Okay, do what you was like, man. Stop, man. (laughs) (laughs) But, man, so, you know, that's our week. That's our week in, in review for the most part. Um, they're about to make me so, go into a sixty arrogant. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, obviously, we have a big weekend coming up. It starts Friday night. It goes to Saturday evening, uh, which, ah, yeah, I, I might be there all day. I might not. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> We'll see. No, but really, it's just a slate of good games uh, for Best of Michigan. Uh, on paper, they just get better throughout the day. Um, obviously, with a lot of tournaments, um, you run into you run into a few games that that uh, get out of hand. It, it happens with every tournament. It's every tournament you have those games where it's like. This should be really good. Then the ball is thrown in the air for the tip, and uh, it's not. <laughs> it, it, it's not at all. Uh, but you know, on paper, yeah, you know, and, and that happens because you know some people, you know, prepare different. Some people are just made different. Um, but you know, on on paper, uh, like I said, 
this has the makings to be one of the best events, um, you know, in in a while, um, in in the state. Um, so, you know, starting out on Wednesday, I mean, excuse me, whoa, 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 whoa there, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> whoa there, whoa there, boy, don't go there. Um, <laughs> but you know, starting out on uh, Friday night, we have uh, the uh, coach Michelle Jackson leading her. Southfield A and T Warriors. Um, hold up, hold up, hold up. Hold up. It's Marshall now. She she is married. She is married. It, Before you, you know, so, I want that phone call like E tell your boy I'm married now. Like I don't, I, don't, I want that call. Okay, it's been Marshall for some years. You know. Okay, you're right, Coach Marshall. <laughs> you're right, but. Um, but you still call her MJ though. Because I can do that. I'm her son. Like I can ish, ish, whatever. Uh, I guess special... um, <laughs> whatever. But uh Coach Michelle Marshall, she she leads her team into Delta to face uh Henry Ford Academy. Um and then that night this now, this is going to be something for Depsa. Um and, and, you know, the first few episodes, we talked about them a lot. And, and I said, you know, they have a few stretches in the season where their youth can show. So, they go against the Whitney Young team. And that's not that's not the part where the youth can show. They're, they're always going to see some talented teams that have more experience than them. Um, but that's the first of a of a back to back um that they'll have and, and they're playing at eight forty at night. Um they're playing with the young. Um so, you know, keep an eye on that. That's gonna be a good matchup by the way. The Whitney Young is always loaded with talent. Um, you know, a lot of kids from Mac Irvin Fire. Um, obviously we've talked about what Depth has. Um, probably, you know, the best two of the best freshmen, two or three of the best freshmen in, in the state. Um, they have one of the best players in the nation, Rikia Jackson. That matchup, like I said, I don't know that much about Winnie Young, except, you know, what I could read up on. Um, it seems like they're off to a fast start. That's a matchup to keep your eye out for um, on Friday night. Now, you know, yeah, 840, 840. I, I can do 840 on the Friday night. <laughs> we'll be in the building. I will definitely be and in the building for that one. Then the then the main event or you know, the, the, the main course that comes on Saturday. Starting off early, uh, you got Belleville, you have Stony Creek, uh two really good and solid teams. Um, that should be a hard fought game. And then we were just talking about Ann Arbor Huron. They have a 940 game versus Macomb, Dakota. Now, a few weeks ago, the uh, organizer of this event, Jason Wilkins, was on with us, and um, and he told us to watch out for Macomb, Dakota. So, you know, Huron is looking to get the season on track. Dakota's looking to make a statement. Um, that should be, you know, like I said, that should be a solid matchup. Very solid. And then I think I think that'd be a game to show up early for. 
I'm that's nine forty, bro. I'm not gonna hold you up. Hey, look, you already know I'm there all day. Yeah, yeah. Now Eric, Eric's gonna be there all day. I'm not gonna hold y'all up. I'm not walking into the, in the gym until one o'clock. Not because you know, not because of the teams that's playing. Just because that's just kind of how my Saturdays go. <laughs> okay, but <laughs> you know, eleven twenty. You have Detroit King versus Heartland. Um, Heartland's been, you know, we haven't been paying attention to them like we have in recent years past. Heartland is still that team that that can come down here and and, and get you out of here if you let them. Um, you know, the, you know King isn't gonna have a, a you know walk in the park with Heartland. Um, so, with that being said, um, I don't know if Alicia Norman will be um, in that game, um, which that experience. They still have Tia Tepper. They still have Williams, who, you know, she had her year, uh, her varsity year last year where she learned a lot. But that four-year varsity experience where she's, you know, your point guard has been in, in situations. She's got you through big games. That's important. Um, so we'll see. You know, we'll see with that one. Oh, yeah, we'll definitely see. I mean, like you said, Harland is a, a dangerous team. I mean, you know, they took a loss last year in this event. So I think, you know, another, being on this big stage again, you know, I think they want to come out with, with a different result. Who did they play last year? Uh, the team that's playing right after them, Auburn Prep. Okay. And so yeah, Auburn Prep will be playing Millen Dow. And that and and this is what we were talking about a few weeks ago. On paper, these matchups just make a lot of sense. Arbor Prep versus Midland Dow. Arbor Prep, you know, their calling card is their defense. That's that's how they you know, that's how they get money. You know, that's that's how they, you know, get a lot of their points. They get you into some turnovers. Not to say, you know, they're still a good offensive team. And, but, you know, for the most part, you know, they're they're just so sound defensively that, you know, you don't really have to see too much of their half-court offense. Um, and Midland Dow, high-power offense. We were just talking about it. It can turn into a machine. And the shooting can get so scary, and you know I'm I'm not hyping anybody up, and you know I I know you know with some of my intros and, and how I talk, people got to be like, man, he's just he's just trying to make this hype. No, but like Midland Dow can get into a scary mode of shooting, okay? And when I say scary mode of shooting, I mean, and I'm sorry, like my fellow Lathrop alumni that I have to bring this up, but I'm talking about King versus Lathrop in the regionals last year, scary, where, you Why know, it's so, Why do that? I, I'm sorry. You, you know, it hurt me too, but, um, you know, it, it, it gets, you know, those shots get, get up and, and they start falling. And the more they fall, the more it just seems like the game is never going to end. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's the perfect clash. What what is Arbor Prep gonna do 
to to keep that flow from happening. And how would Midland Dow, you know, handle that pressure? I mean, of course they have three ball handlers, but when you look at that air, when you look at the the three ball handlers, you you automatically have to take one and slow them down because Adrian Anderson erases a lot of a lot of people she's defending. So oh yeah, you know, I mean she covers I, a lot. The, she covers a lot on the perimeter. I mean she's like, um, she's like it's like having with her is almost like having the back line defense up front. We usually your back your back line um, covers a lot of the guards' mistakes, whereas with her the bids can kind of roam a little bit, you know, in that back line because she covers a lot on the perimeter. And so a lot of mistakes don't get made. She covers the other guards' mistakes defensively if there is any letdown. So it's a lot of lending up. She covers a lot of ground. So she brings Which I have, to the perimeter that usually a big girl would bring, you know, in the back line. Which I have to say. There's usually not a lot of breakdowns to Arbor Prep's defense. Okay, their rotation. Um, and my concern with Arbor Prep preseason was that, you know, this is this is a real new look squad. Okay, they haven't played together a lot. So my my uh, concern was that maybe defensively, it would be a drop off of some sort because you know the chemistry wasn't there. That's not the case. Um, they're they're playing really well, um, but you know, like I said, Millendale has three ball handlers. Um, you know, three uh, you know above average ball handlers. Um, so it's gonna be you know it's gonna be interesting to see how Millendale attacks that. Um, and then on on defense, you know, uh, Arbor Prep likes to get to the hole. Kaylee Bosco, you know, she she's she's a big body. And she knows how she knows how to contest shots without fouling, um, and she does it well. She she does it at, at a very good level. So I think you know, it it you know it's just really perfect a perfect matchup to me, um, as far as like what they do well, going against what Midland Dow does well. Something's gonna have to give, and if we're making predictions. Which we're not right now, but I'm going to give you a preview of what I uh, believe to be true. Um, whoever wins this game is going to win by ten or more. This isn't going to be a close game. Ooh, ooh. Okay. Plot twist. No, I'm just playing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't think this is going to be a close game, Eric. Hmm. I I kind of think the opposite. I think whoever wins this game is is going to win by no less, no, I mean, no more than probably eight or nine points. I think it's gonna be a I think it's gonna be a hard fought win for whoever whoever wins this game whoever pulls this one out it's gonna be hard fought. I think like you know that yeah you know that cliche saying I I I kind of hate saying this but can't think of anything else. Styles make fights. 
I think this is this is the makings of a a really good game in the middle of the day. You know, you know, usually Definitely. the 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 great games don't have you know well the games that everybody's looking forward to or the quote unquote supposed to be great games don't happen until the nightcaps. But you know, like we said before, you know, great games all around throughout the whole day. I think this midday this midday showdown, you know, between Auto Prep and Mill and Dow, I think people need to get there about like twelve thirty, you know, just to get a good seat. I, I really think it's gonna be that good. I really do. Definitely. And so, um, after that, this is a game that uh that I'll be relieving Eric of his duties for the day, um, at the Best of Michigan Holiday Classic. And um the Wayne Memorial and Muskegon on the shores um, will square off. So, um, I think I think that this is going to be a good matchup as well. Um, you have Janae Terry, who, uh, you know, she's elevated herself this year um, versus Liza Winston, who, you know, a lot of people have has referred to as, one of the better guards in the 2019 class. Um, and then you have Cameron Clegg and Jordan Walker going at each other. Um, it, it, it's a walking bucket. It, it's just buckets waiting to happen. Um, and, you know, what you're seeing right now from Wayne Memorial, still no Maya Garrett um, until January, I'm hearing. Am, am I hearing right? January? Maybe. I think you're Okay. Um, still no Amari Chickway. I, I also heard January as well um, with her. What you're seeing right now with Wayne Memorial is some of these younger players um, elevate themselves. Remind you, there's, there's nobody else on this roster um, who's besides Camry Flagg. There is not another junior on this active roster. So with that being said, you know, you have to look for Michaela Ziegler to step up. You have to look for Lachelle Gaines to step up. Um, you know, uh Jaya Hicks, who, you know, her coach thinks really highly of her, um, who will have to step up. Um if if Muskegon Mona Shores if Wayne Memorial wants to win. Now with Muskegon on the shores is um they have to move the ball. Um and and they have to do some things <clears throat> that isn't easy to defend. Um, you know. So of course we know that Jordan Walker is gonna get gonna, gonna get her game off. She's gonna go into her back. We know Liza Winston is explosive with the ball um in her hands. Eric is referred to her as the fastest person in high school that he's seen with the ball in their hands, men or women. I put in the last history. couple years, not ever. In the last couple years, you said my ever. Word. You said ever. No, I did not. I said I, in the last couple years. No, you don't, said don't, ever, don't Eric. Do that. Don't try to spin Eric, my words around. Eric, I will I go search the tweet. Eric, I will go search the tweet. I'll, I'll pull Don't up the podcast. It. 
it's just, you know, back pick, back pick, and then they think, you know, somebody's open. They run their offense to perfection. Um, you know, and this is the second time um, that, you know, I'll see them this year. Like I said, they opened up with a close win against Mercy. Didn't look as crisp as I saw, you know, as what I saw last year. But when they came to depth last year, well, it wasn't at depth last year. It was at King last year. Um, they came into King last year and played Depsa. Um, it just, you know, one they they won that game pretty convincingly. Um, different Depsa team though, but you know it's you know they they don't come down here just to play around with folks. You know they they come down here to make statements. Um, and, and Williamson, like I said, they they play a lot like Arbor Prep. Um, but offensively, you know, they're really coming for you. They they come out with, with their foot on the gas. So, uh, you know, <laughs> that that's going to be interesting um, for sure. Uh, Williamson. Um, I think with that one, you get to see one of the probably, I wouldn't go as far as to say underrated, but one of the probably least talked about um, top guards in the state of Maggie Ward. Like, I think the kid, she, you've heard of she, you, you can't call her underrated. She definitely slept on, though. You know, because yeah. people who see her, they they know how good she is. Okay. Um, they know how good she, you know, Madeline, Mada, Madeline Water is. Because, is, um, you know, I just read this article where they had to explain that there's two Maddie Waters. One is Madeline Waters, uh, who's going to Central Michigan after completing this year, and she, she's a good player in her own right. And then you have Madeline, Madeline with the D <laughs> Waters. Uh and I think it's two T's as well. I I gotta get I gotta get that uh straightened out. But <laughs> you know, she's a lot of I'm sorry. I said there's not a lot of letters in that in that spelling. It, it might be a oh, two man. Z's then at the end of it, I don't you know, it's a lot of letters. <laughs> yeah, but uh she um she's really good. And that's gonna be that's gonna be a matchup to watch. Because um, like I said, Williamson they're really good. Every time they come down here, um, they bring their fans, who um, they're my favorite to to you know interact with. Cause they're they're just so rowdy. Um, but you know, you know, part here on Northern might be uh, they might be ready. Oh yeah, that's gonna. Be, I mean, that's gonna be one to watch. Definitely one to watch. And like I said, I, I just like seeing Maddie Waters play. I mean, the kid has a has a has a pretty good handle. I mean, she's best known for her shooting. Those who've seen her always worry about her shooting. That's probably the, her biggest strength. And she's a a, a a decent playmaker. I mean, I think that's one of the more slept on attributes of her game. You know, is is the way she gets everybody involved. You know, when she doesn't have anything, she really knows how to find a teammate when they're open. And they fire away, you know. They really fire away. So 
that's going to be exciting. You know, a team that bombs away versus a team who's more uh, not set happy, but, you know, more disciplined, not, you know, like disciplined and, you know, thorough. Dropping bombs for the rest of the show, for the rest of the match. Yes. <laughs> um, but no, really. Uh, so moving on, you, you got two of the better players in the country in the 2019 class facing off, Okamos um, and uh, Depsa, Leia Hartman versus Rakia Jackson. Um, you know, um, I think it's going to end up being seven, seven or eight players with Division I offers um, to take the court during that time? Something like I, th- that. I think it's seven. Seven. Seven with official offers from Division One schools um, take the court. Um, and that's going to be something to watch. Um, I hope I hope that we get to see Leia Hartman uh, and Rakia Jackson um, guard each other and go back and forth. Uh, but like I said, you know, when we first, when we first started talking about this, some games look good on paper. Um, some, and, you know, you can always guarantee at least one of those games to uh, not turn out just as expected. So, you know, my expectations with Rakia and uh, Leia facing off against each other matchup-wise might not come true, but um, I think it's going to be a good game either way. Oh, yeah, it's definitely going to be a good game. Everybody's looking forward to that matchup, um, you know, Hartman versus Jackson, especially now that, you know, Jackson is looked upon as a top 10 player in the country. You know, um, before it was more Hartman getting more of the national recognition, but now Rikia has elevated herself into that, that next stratosphere of, okay, I'm – borderline top five. I'm, I'm in the top ten, so you know who I am. That would be a good dynamic. That would be a great matchup to see. You know, I think everybody's looking to see who's going to come out the victor, not only the uh, in the team game, but also in the individual battle. Definitely. And then, um, of course, we have uh, Robichaud versus Toledo Rogers. Rogers comes to this event every year. Um, usually gives us a, a good little uh, show. Uh, so, Robichaud versus Rogers, that's going to be interesting because Zaya Cook, um, you know, she's in her second year of varsity. It's going to be interesting to see how her games develop because, uh, you know, last year didn't quite turn out how, you know, how Toledo Rogers would have wanted it in their, you know, two visits. Um, and, and definitely, um, she had she had some hard people to face. Um, you know, she got matched up with Antoinette Miller, uh, who's at Cincinnati, and you know that that turned out how it turned out. And, and she also had to go against Kayla Webb, who's Marquette bound. And you know, so I, I'm interested to see the development in her game, um, and it, it should be a good matchup. Her matching up against Kayla Brown, um, you know, Toledo Rogers always has a good team. So, you know, whoever they'll have to to match up with Kamaria, I hope they listen and took my advice from earlier in the show. Um, <laughs> but um, you know, 
it, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting. I think the S factor in this game is gonna be um it's gonna be Monet Palmer. Um and, and what she'll be able to get off. Um you know, and if she'll be able to to get her offensive game going, like she was able to get it going against River Rouge, um, if she has that type of shooting, you know, Rubber Shot is, is looking like they they're in good hands um, as far as trying to bring that win home. And then the marquee matchup of the night, um, prime time, nine twenty. Ooh, that's late. Um, <laughs> Whitney Young versus Country Day. But it's worth it. It's worth it. I know, definitely, definitely. And if you pay that money, you might as well stay. Uh, I don't know. I wasn't. I wasn't raised to waste money, so I don't know. Yeah, no, yeah. (laughs) Uh, We weren't raised like that. Definitely weren't raised like that. (laughs) But uh, definitely, you. um, You got Whitney Young. um, Like I said when we talked about the Friday night matchups, this is what's going to be interesting. Um, they're on a back-to-back as well, even though they have a full 24 hours to recoup. Um, you know, they're going against a Detroit Country Day team who will be well-rested. Um, they played their game and got a win against Fenton last night, and their next game is on Saturday. Um, so, you know, the, Whitney Young is, is going to – they're, they're going to be the more fatigued team. Um, and they're going against a good country day team with multiple Division I um, players. Um, and, the, you know, somebody I refer to is, you know, probably the Phil Jackson of the MHSAA, 11 rings. So, you know, he, he knows what he's doing. Um, so, you know, Miss Irvin, Miss Irvin to have her, her work cut out for her um, as far as, you know, coaching her team to a win. Um, so that, that's going to be something interesting to to uh, follow. So, oh, yeah. I mean, they have two-story programs. Like, that's the, the – the, to me, and, you know, when I look at it, that's the first thing that pops out to me. That's the first element. That's the biggest element, you know, my own personal opinion, is that the fact that you have two-story programs – they, you know, they're both always in the, you know, national rankings. You know, whether it be USA Today or ESPN. So to finally get this matchup, you know, you know, one from, you know, two of the best in the Midwest, one from Chicago, one from, you know, obviously from here. So it is going. I mean, this is going to be one, not one for the ages, but just one to mark down. Like, you know, we had two of the most story programs in the Midwest go at it and give out and give out a good show. Definitely. So this is the fun part, you know, the last segment of the show that we'll do. Um, no, I was playing guys. I'm just playing. Um, so what we'll do is um, we're going to, I'm going to pick three games. Eric will pick three games. Um, and we'll just go ahead and make our predictions. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll leave it at that. Right, so who's going first? You go first or I go first? Oh, you can go first. Okay, I'm going first. All right, cool. Um, 
Let's see. All my three games are obviously going to be from this Saturday. So, uh, this well, yes, this Saturday. Um, I will go Whitney Young and Country Day. I'm gonna go with the the home. The, I'm gonna go with the home team. You know, stay repping Michigan, and I'm gonna pick Country Day by seven. Pick Country Day by seven in this one. I think the inside. I, I think if they use. They really use the inside post players, you know, Maxi Moore, Tyler Bennett. I think that'll give them a huge advantage. I think that's going to put them over the top. Um, we we alternating, or I'm just give my three. Well, I'll go. Um, okay. I'm going to do Okamos versus uh, Depths. Um, I kind of put myself in a, a win lose situation here because I don't know. That much about Okamos except Leia Hartman and, and their other two players uh, that they have who, who are supposed to be really good. Um, but I think Dessa with their depth and Rakia, uh, they will win. Uh, they'll win the game. Um, I expect it to be close, maybe four to six points. Okay. I'm going to go with. Uh... Port here on Northern and Williamston. Um, I'm gonna go with Williamston by four. It's gonna come down to the last couple possessions. Like I, I really do. Okay. So I hinted at this earlier in the show. Um. Arbor Prep versus Midland Dow. Um, I have Midland Dow winning by 12, 12 to 14. Okay. 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 And I'm going to go with, hmm, my last one would be Belleville and Stony Creek. Mm-hmm, I know. Mm-hmm. I, I know people are like, "Yo, why you predict that game? Why did you do the the the, the two on Friday?" But I'm picking this game because, you know, a little out the box. Nobody expects me to do it. But I will pick Stony. I'm I'm picking Stony Creek in this one. Uh, I'm picking Stony Creek by six. I think the way they move the ball, the way they shoot it, I think that's that's going. Give them the edge, and they get this whole on defense, this whole Belleville at bay. They'll be fine. Definitely. And so, my final prediction. My final prediction. Um, there's so many good games. So many good games. I am gonna go ahead and do Wayne Memorial versus Muskegon on the shore since I spent the time talking about that. Um. This one is actually um, it's a toss-up. Um, I think I think Wayne Memorial takes this one by eight. Um, it's a close one too. Don't 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 look at that eight. It's, it's like oh, it's a runaway. 
But um, I, I just think as far as depth-wise, um, you know, in, in the progression there, uh, Wayne Memorial has more. Um, Muskegon on the shores is, is definitely going to come out of fight. Uh, with Liza Winston and, and Jordan Walker, there's it's not going to be a walk of the park. But, um, you know, when when you have when you have a, a team that's that's growing, um, and and they're really hitting a stride, um, and playing together like Wayne Memorial has, um, I'm just gonna go with them. Okay, okay, I hear you. So you know you can harass us about those picks, um, if you want to, <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> Feel free. <laughs> um, no, don't don't feel free to. That that was a joke. I was definitely being sarcastic. Oh, no, I was uh, adding to uh, that because I know they're gonna okay. harass you. They're gonna harass me. So I'm just saying. Yeah, they're not gonna harass me. You're you're really the person <laughs> who gets harassed. You know, <laughs> you're the person to get harassed. For some reason, people don't even talk to me. They like nodding. I don't know why. It's like, uh, Darren, hey, how you doing? And you just, like, keep it moving. Eric is they the one who them. gets the... <laughs> Eric is the one who gets the, you're, you're biased, you hate everybody. And it's, you know... <laughs> I just, and a lot of times, I just don't respond. Like, I just let you speak the foolery that you're going to speak, and then, you know... Yeah. Oh, no, I respond. I respond, and sometimes I throw low blows too. So, don't don't approach me with any nonsense. <laughs> Please don't. We're, I mean, look, don't. hey, I mean, we're, we're we're good dudes at the end of the day. I mean, look, we we don't really run into problems like that for for actually. We don't <laughs> speak for every you. once in a while. It'll be somebody that you know comes up to us, um, you know, but really. Mostly it's all love, so, you know, we shouldn't have any problems, you know, because we don't want it. Unlike, you know, these other people, you know, we don't want that, though. I, w- I want all those problems, to be honest with you. All of them. Ask about me on the west side of Chicago. Oh, uh, here you go. Here you go. Yes. Ask about me yes. on the west side of Chicago. My name is good in these streets. <laughs> this guy here. This that guy right here. Walking. You see why I gotta be the peacemaker around here? Like like why I gotta be the mediator, the calm one of the other two. But it's balanced though. That's why we work so well together. <laughs> <it's balanced. laughs> the the backstory of that right. statement and we're going on that one. <laughs> The backstory of that statement is hilarious. (laughs) 